It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Howdy doody. How y'all doing? What's up with you? I'm so glad that you were here. Let's have some fun talking about the beginning of the D-O-W section. This is going to go on for one, two, three, four, about four and a half episodes uh, where it's going to be the D-O-W section. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I think we can just get into it. Let's just talk about the words. That is what you are here for. Sometimes I like to talk about some extra things, but um, but no, we'll just get right into it. The first word is Dow, D-O-W. Okay, what is this? Um, there are other forms, kind of other spellings and pronunciations. I guess these are the other ways to use the verb. Maybe so the past tense could be doubt, D-O-U-G-H-T, or doubt, D-O-W-E-D, and then dowing is the uh, the present form, dowing, and that's D-O-W-I-N-G. But the doubt, D- I was doubting this word doubt, D-O-U-G-H-T, because it uh, was so out of place and weird. All right, this word dow is an intransitive verb from before the 12th century. It is chiefly Scottish. That's not Scottish, that's more British. And it means to be able or capable. So if you are able to do a thing in just any way, you are dow, or you are, maybe you are dowing, you dowed in the past tense, or doubt. Hmm. I want to know how this is used in context. This is from the Middle English word dow, or day. How do you pronounce this word? D-E-I-H? I don't know how to say that. But those words mean have worth or am able. So yeah, am able. I am able to do a thing. I am capable of it. I am capable of reading most of the time. So I am I am dow. I am dowing the dictionary. Again, I don't know how to use this word. Uh, it is from the Old English dia or diag. It is akin to the Old High German tog, t-o-u-g, which means is worthy or is useful. So if you are able, if something is able or capable, it is worthy or useful. And there's more of the word doughty. Where was this one? Ooh, this might be in the episode that I haven't recorded yet. Yes, it is. Uh, so yeah, we'll learn more about doughty, doughty in the past. We'll learn about it in the past, which is the future for me. Uh, Okay, that is it for the word Dow, and the sound effect is just going to be... The next word is Dow with a capital D, noun from 1949. The synonym is Dow Jones Average. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later this episode. It's just a shortened way to say the Dow Jones average because people don't like to say Dow Jones average every single time. You got to talk about the Dow Jones average. That's too much to say, Dow Jones average. We just want to say Dow. Next is Dowager. 
D-O-W-A-G-E-R, noun from the 1530. That year, the 1530. 1. A widow holding property or a title from her deceased husband. She is a dowager. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll get into the etymology. Uh, number two, a dignified elderly woman is also a dowager. I guess because uh, typically this was, maybe originally, this was a widow holding property. Uh, that was a dowager. And then maybe just so many old ladies were widows and they were holding property they just said ah just you know all of the dignified elderly women you're all just dowagers now that's language for you so this is from uh the middle french douage which means dower mm, uh, yes we are going to see that that means dower uh from dower d-o-u-e-r which means to endow and there's more at the word endow, like what, in, in, endowments for the arts, that's what I think of. So this is like giving, donations, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, what's that word when, when uh, oh, it's probably not related exactly. When two people are getting married uh, back in the day and then the one family gives a dow, what is that called? What is that called? One family gives something like goats and cattle and stuff to the other family. Oh my God, why am I blanking on what's that called? It's the Dow, but I think that might be connected here etymologically somehow. If I if I could only think of that word, you get a duh, duh, it's a duh, a duh, duh. You give the other family a duh, duh. I can't come up with it. I know it's right there. It's so easy. Okay, dowager, widow, or dignified elderly woman. Pew. Next is dowager's hump. Okay. Dowager's has an apostrophe S. This is two words, noun from 1948. An abnormal outward curvature of the upper back with round shoulders and stooped posture caused especially by bone loss and anterior compression of the vertebrae in osteoporosis. Okay, I did not know this was called dowager's hump. I have definitely seen uh, some pretty old people with this dowager's hump. I really hope I never get a dowager's hump. Uh, first of all, I'm not a distinct, dignified elderly woman. <laughs> it obviously does not have to be a dignified elderly woman. could be anybody. Uh, but I think they gave this name... Uh, or they, they call this dowager's hump because most of the time it's probably an elderly woman, possibly a widow, who gets this thing. Well, maybe it's because women live longer than men. Uh, and so it's it's just more often going to be seen in a woman than a man. I'm guessing. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I've seen people with this thing and I don't want it. And I'm like, I'm slumping over on this, at this desk. And so I'm like, oh, don't do that. That's not a good idea. You're going to get that hump on your back and nobody wants that. Uh, but also, you know, maybe if you take care of yourself, you do some exercises, you eat right, maybe that will also help to, uh, stave this thing away. But of course there are certain things that you cannot control. 
but uh, yeah, there's the hump right, right kind of like below the neck is where you get this hump. Assuming this is what I think it is. Your posture is kind of, they're like bent over. They're kind of like looking down all the time. It's probably painful. Um, anterior compression of the vertebrae. So that's, that's the, uh, your spine, the vertebrae in the spine is getting compressed. I don't like this, the sound of this at all. Dowager's hump. That's the common name. I'm sure it has a more scientific name, which you'd think that they would put that in here, but they did not. What's the actual name of this thing? Next word is dowdy. D-O-W-D-Y. First form, noun, from 1581. It's archaic, and it is a dowdy woman. Just call them a dowdy. What is a dowdy woman? I assume it's this one or the next. No, it's probably this one. Uh, well, okay, a dowdy woman is a woman who is dowdy, and dowdy is this second form. Adjective from 1676. The woman is being described as being dowdy. Uh, number one, not neat or becoming in appearance. Oh, I see. Not neat or becoming, like becoming like, oh, um, neat and fancy and attractive. So not that or not neat in appearance. The synonym is shabby, as in a dowdy old hat. That hat is not becoming on you. Uh, it's, it's a shabby old hat. A shabby old hat is dowdy. Um... I'm I'm not I'm not always dowdy, but you know I can be a little shabby sometimes. You know, shabby is comfortable. That's how I think of it. You can, I guess, maybe be comfortable and not be dowdy, but typically, I don't know. I think dowdy is comfortable. Um, but yeah, I try not to be too dowdy because you know you want you want to give off a decent uh, a decent presentation of yourself. I'm just kind of in the middle, I think. Number two, A, lacking smartness or taste, as in a dowdy room. Smartness. I feel like this this, and also becoming, I think those are words that are like a little bit, mm, I don't know if old is the right word. Uh, they're not, it's not really like how people talk in the day-to-day -day life, normal people. Um, yeah, smartness feels kind of like a, an older generation way to say fancy or have taste or nice looking or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe it could be updated a little bit. Maybe it has been updated. So yeah, it's very similar to number one. It's all about the appearance. To be the synonym is old fashioned as in a dowdy institution. Similar idea, uh, but old-fashioned, um, it might not literally be uh, unneat, not neat in appearance, or lacking in taste, but it just feels kind of old. Old, old, old. And and uh, it's, where, where was I going with that? Um, things that are old, you know, they tend to be on the shabby side. So that's why you can say a dowdy institution is old-fashioned. We, we want to get rid of some of the old-fashioned things and bring in the new fashions 
and update them with new new ideas and thoughts and not get stuck in the past. Doubtily is an adverb. Doubtiness is a noun. And doubtyish, doubtyish, that is an adjective. Uh, so back to the previous word, dowdy. It's a dowdy woman. I guess that's a woman who uh, is lacking in fancy appearance and is shabby. That's what I'm guessing. Um, and so, you know, we don't really call uh, women like that anymore. So we don't need a whole word to describe that. And yeah, that's 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 that. That's that for dowdy. We're done with dowdy. Hey, no, we're not done with dowdy. The third form of dowdy is a noun from 1936. The synonym is pan-dowdy. Pan-dowdy. I don't know what that is. We have to wait until the peas. The origin is unknown. I would like to think that it's related to being shabby, but I don't know. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Hmm. Very curious to know. Next is the first form of the word dowel. D-O-W-E-L. Noun from the 14th century. One, a pin fitting into a hole in an abutting piece to prevent motion or slipping. Also, a round rod or stick used especially for cutting up into dowels. So I guess there's a really long dowel that you cut into small dowels, which is that little pin that goes into the holes to make sure that things don't slip around. It's like, hey, the dowel's in that hole and in that hole, and it's keeping it all together. I have dealt with these so many times, like building Ikea furniture or that kind of thing, and they always give you those little wooden dowels to keep everything together. They're very handy. They're, they're a little fragile. Be, be, be careful with them. Um, but then, you know, there's also just normal, there's other sizes of dowels and types of dowels. Like this one, number two. A piece of wood driven into a wall so that other pieces can be nailed to it. That is also a dowel. This is from, let's see, it is akin to the old high German tubili, tubili which means plug, also the lower Greek, typhos, which means wedge. Um, maybe that's more similar to number two, a piece of wood driven into a wall. Maybe it's like a wedge. I'm not sure. I am not a carpenter. Com- un- un- what? Contrary to common belief, I am not a carpenter. Um, let's see. Okay. The second form of dowel is a transitive verb from 1713. By the way, if you want to um, say doweled or doweline, you can spell all of those with one L or two L's. D-O-W-E-L-L-E-D or just one L. Same with doweline. To fasten by or furnish with dowels. Let's dowel that piece of furniture with dowels. Just glue a whole bunch of dowels to it and it'll look great. 
Next is dower, the first form, noun from the 14th century, one, the part of or interest in the real estate of a deceased husband given by law to his widow during her life. It says compare to the word courtesy or curtsy. Now, wait a minute. I have to check. I mean, curtsy, this one has an E in it. C-U-R-T-E-S-Y. Boy, I do not remember reading this at all. Um, I mean, a curtsy is when it's like a bow. Um, But what is a courtesy? Is it going to be the opposite? Is this a thing that's given to, uh, let's see, given to the widower, the male one who's left from his deceased wife? Why also do we need these different words? Still not sure. Okay, so courtesy, C-U-R-T-E-S-Y, that is a husband's interest upon the death of his wife in the real property of an estate that she either solely owned or inherited provided they bore a child capable of inheriting the estate. And then, yeah, it's as compared to dower. So these are very different definitions. Uh, dower is, at least this first uh, first one, is uh, the part of or interest in the real estate of a deceased husband given by law to his widow during her life, but it said nothing about bearing a child or anything like that. Interesting. Okay, well... Uh, that is a dower. Oh, and then if we go back to, uh, where was it? Uh, dowager, a dowager, uh, that is from the word basically dower. Uh, so yes. And hey, I didn't even need to come up with the word that I couldn't think of before because we have two A. It's the second definition for the word dowry. And then two B is the third definition for dowry. I knew it was so close, but for some reason, my brain could not come up with that last syllable. That last syllable. I mean, the second syllable. Uh, Dowry, we won't see until like one, two, three, four, five episodes from now. Okay. Dower, dower. That was all dower. And this is from the Middle Latin dotarium. Then the Latin dot or dos which means gift or marriage portion. And there's more at the word date. You go on a date and you give somebody a dowry and then you get married and then somebody dies and then you get a dower. The second form of dower is a transitive verb from 1605. To supply with a dower or dowry, and the synonym is endow. So you're you're supplying them with uh, with uh, this part of or the interest in the real estate. Um, who who's doing this? Is it the husband or the wife? Or I guess would the husband be dowering his wife who is still alive? Uh, I I don't know the details, or is it like a legal person, an attorney, or whatever, a trustee who is dowering the person who is still alive? Is there a verb form of courtesy, curtsy? Hmm, I don't see that, so I, I don't know. But also just dowering with a dowry. That's when you get the dowry. 
Okay, I think we covered that well enough. Dowager is next. D-O-W-I-T-C-H-E-R. Dow-itch-er. Dowager. Noun from 1841. The plural is either dowagers or just dowager again. Um, it is any of several long-billed wading birds uh, related to the sandpipers. And let's see, the species names could be Limnodromus grisius or also Limnodromus scolopacius. Scolopacius. I don't know how to say that. And then it is of the family Scolopacidae. Well, the word dowager is probably of Iroquoian origin, akin to the Oneida word Tawastewawas, what? Tawastawas. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that or pronounce Oneida, O-N-E-I-D-A, but that's their word, which is also, uh, which means dowager. But it's, I don't know how we got dowager from that word unless Taoist Taoist how 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 did we get from Taoist Taoist to Dowager it means Dowager but it doesn't sound like Dowager at least not the way that I'm saying it it doesn't seem like it would hmm interesting okay uh it's a bird it's a bird uh related to the sandpiper 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 should I be singing more would you like that uh, okay, the next word. Dow Jones Average. Three words. The D and the J are capitalized. Noun from 1922. An index of the relative price of securities. I don't know. It's got something to do with the stocks. Are some of them securities? Some of them not securities? Uh, it's basically saying, like, what what's going up and what's going down and what's the average and where did we end off at the day and yay, my stocks went up, boo, my stocks went down. I, I don't understand this stuff, really. I don't, I don't touch it. I don't mess with it. I don't bother. I mean, technically, I have a 401k, so that's probably in there somehow, but I don't follow it at all. Where did this name come from? Who... Who or what is Dow Jones? Well, let me tell you. Sit down by the fire, curl up with a nice mug of hot chocolate, and I will tell you a little story about once upon a time, there were two men. One of them was named Charles H. Dow, and the other one was named Edward D. Jones. They were American financial statisticians and... Uh, Charles Dow died in 1902, and Edward Jones died in 1920. And then this word was coined, I guess, in 1922, after both of them were dead. Dead, dead, dead as a doornail. Um, So they were financial statisticians. So they dealt with money, uh, no, sorry, they dealt with percentages and likelihoods and things specifically related to money, which makes sense given that with the stocks, you're talking about, um, you know, you're, you're selling or you're buying depending on what you think is likely to go up or go down or it's all about statistics, I guess. 
Um, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes. You can learn more about it and more about these dudes, Chuck and Eddie. And, uh, yeah, I've heard it a lot. I don't know nothing about it, really. Not really. Okay, we are on the last word. Why do I keep on saying we? We, 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 I. It's all about me, baby. It's the word down. My sound effect is going down in pitch. This is the first form, and we are going to have a bunch of other forms in the next episode. It's going to be almost all that episode is. Okay, first form of down. Adverb from before the 12th century. Let's talk about these definitions. All, I don't know, 15 of them, maybe? 1A1, toward or in a lower physical position. If you're going toward a lower physical position or in a lower physical position from whence you came. Uh, If I laid down on the floor, I would be down. 1A2, to a line or sitting position. That's down. Sit down. Lay down. Good boy. 1A3. Toward or to the ground, floor, or bottom. Going going down. I don't know the context of when you would use some of these or not. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's not that difficult. But uh, yeah, they're all very similar. Just going, going down to the center of the earth. A little bit closer to the center of the earth. 1B, as a down payment, as in paid $10 down. That's not much of a down payment. I guess it depends on what you're buying. Maybe you're buying a thing that's $100 and you can put $10 down, that's 10%, still not that much. But typically when we think of a down payment, we're talking about, you know, a car, a house, something, and that's going to be in the thousands of dollars, which a lot of people can't do. But sometimes down payments can be a lot smaller. You put $10 down, and then you got to put put down the rest later. <laughs> 1C, on paper. That's the whole thing, on paper. As in, we have an example. Put down what he says. Write it down so you don't forget. Take some notes. Put it on paper or in the notes app on your phone or some other place just make sure you get it down because i'm gonna forget number two in a direction that is the opposite of up in a direction that is that is the opposite of up it's the only direction that's the opposite of up as to a the synonym is southward going to the south uh yeah you know if you're looking on the on the planet you got north North is pointed up, usually, uh, what is that, the, the, uh, the Arctic region, places like Alaska and Norway and Greenland and Canada and Russia. They're all north from most everything else, up, 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 up. But then if you want to go down and south, you got to go down and south to all the other places, uh, Central America, South America, Africa, New Zealand, Australia, uh, India, the Antarctic, that is down. To be, um, to or toward, 
to or toward a point away from the speaker or the speaker's point of reference. Toward a point away from the speaker. So uh, what speaker? Is this literally a person speaking? Is this a mechanical electronic speaker? Uh, point down, down, down. This one is a little confusing to me. I'm a little, a little baffled by the context here. Hmm. Okay. To see in or into the stomach, as in can't keep food down. I guess, I don't know, that the definition seems a little too specific. I mean, this example, can't keep food down, probably could have been just as easily put in 1A1, 1A2, or 1A3 um, because it's literally down opposed to up. If you can't keep food down, the food comes up up into your body and then out of your mouth um so it's i mean yes it's coming from the stomach but it's less about the direction than i feel like keeping it in the stomach i don't know i just think it's too specific number three to a lesser degree level or rate as in cool down tensions Let's cool the tensions. Make sure that the tensions go down. We don't want the tensions to go up. We don't need more tensions in this stressful situation. Let's cool it down. Daddy-o. Number four. To or toward a lower position in a series. Uh, what sort of series? Like, I guess, um, uh, what, what, what? The first thing I can think of is like uh, in in baseball... All the different divisions, uh, they they have. Um, I guess I guess in each division, if you lose, you go down in that thing, or down. Um, maybe maybe if you're playing in the playoffs and it's a seven game series, and you're losing, you are down compared to the other team. Is that how we might use this? I don't know what other series we're talking about. This is why you need to put in more context. We need about. 25% more pages in this book just so you can give us some context. Because this is not helpful. Number 5A. To or in a lower or worse condition or status. To or in a lower or worse condition or status. Uh, and 5B, there's no definition, but it says it is used to indicate thoroughness or completion, as in dusted down the house, also as in, described him down to his haircut. Uh, dusted down the house. The house has been completely dusted to completion. There is no more rabbit dust bunnies in the house. And then described him down to his haircut. Every little aspect of him was described, including the type of hairdo he had. Six, from a past time, as in, stories passed down by word of mouth, down through the generations from an old time all the way up to the present time, and then maybe to a future time. Seven, to or in a state of less activity or prominence. To or in a state of less activity or prominence. Uh, again, I would have liked an example here so we have some context. Eight. To a concentrated state, 
as in got the report down to three pages. Oh, thank you. I didn't want to read 80 pages. Three pages is totally tolerable. Thank you for concentrating it down to a much more, um, much, much better state. Nine, into defeat, as in voted the motion down into defeat. It did not win. It was defeated. The motion was defeated. We wanted to talk about the next thing on the topic, the next, the next uh, thing to talk about, but uh, nope, nobody wanted to talk about that, so it got voted down. There is a phrase, down to the ground. The synonyms are perfectly and completely, as in, that suits me, down to the ground. I don't think I've ever heard this phrase before. Down to the ground. That's a good one. Maybe we can bring that back. Who uses this? Does anybody use this? Do you use this? Let me know. Um, so, yeah, totally, completely, perfectly. And I guess the idea is uh, that suits me. So it if, if we're talking about, uh, what are we talking about? That suits me. The idea of reading the dictionary as a podcast, uh, that suits me down to the ground. It suits my whole being. It fits my whole personality and body perfectly from from the head down to the toes, to the ground, the whole thing. Down to the ground. I need to try to use that. What is the etymology for the word down? Uh, it's from Middle English, down with a single U opposed to a double U. From the Old English, dune, D-U-N-E, which is short for a dune, A-D-U-N-E, or also of Dune, which is... Wow, there's a lot of information here. Um, a means of, and then of means off or from, plus Dune, which is from Dune with no E, which means hill. Okay, all right, let's see if we can backtrack this. So we got a hill, and then they put on the A, which means off or from okay from a hill off a hill or of a hill and then obviously anything from a hill is going to go it's going to roll down the hill so i guess that's uh huh the word down basically means hill or from a hill that's that's fascinating it got extended to from a hill and then it got shortened again back down to just hill but in this, at this time, it didn't mean hill anymore. It just meant down. Whoa. The word down is all about a hill. Because things roll down hills. That's all they do. They just roll down all the time. Then they run back up. And then they roll down again. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. For um, what reason? I'm not sure. This is quite a long episode. I had a lot to say, I guess. Let's say some more things. Uh, we need to pick a word of the episode. I sure do. So, we had today. Dow. Dow. Dowager. Dowager's hump. Dowdy. 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 Dowel. Dowel. Dower. Dower. Dowager. Dow Jones average. And down. Let's see. Okay. Dowel, dowel, dowel. I'm looking through... Not loving a lot of these, not really. Um, let's see. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, my, my gut reaction is to maybe just pick down because it's such an important, an important word. We use down all the time, and this is not even, we haven't even gotten to the next set of forms of that word. Um, is there anything else that I really like? Uh, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe I'll just pick down. Down, down, down to the ground. Down, 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 we're going down, down. We're going down in an elevator. Rolling down a hill in an elevator. Downy, down, 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 da, 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 down. I think that's fine. That is a fine place to end this. Um, where did I leave off talking about my movies? What? What? Where did we leave off? Uh, Puss in Boots, I think. Yes. Um, okay. The next movie I saw was Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. Finally, finally, finally got around to seeing Cocaine Bear. Ooh, it is such a fun movie. If you don't, uh, like the gore, there's definitely some pretty good gore. The special effects, the, uh, some digital, some practical, I'm sure. Uh, they were really, really good. And uh, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. It is based on a true story. The true story, though, is um, much, much more simple than what this movie was <laughs> turned into. Um, I guess a, a bear ingested some cocaine, and then uh, it did not kill anybody. I did. I think it just ended up dying. Um, but I'm pretty sure the the writers were like, "What? What? What could have happened?" Oh, and the reason it ate the cocaine was because some dude tossed out a bunch of bags of cocaine from a plane and they landed in a forest in where was it georgia something i don't remember and uh yeah and it found the cocaine and it ate it but in this movie all hell breaks loose after the cocaine after the 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 cocaine bear eats the cocaine yeah it's a super fun movie don't take it too seriously it's pretty great okay that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. We are coming back for another season, and we are here to answer the hard-hitting questions like, did Jodorowsky's Dune inspire the modern era of sci-fi? Why did we get two Dune video games from the same company in the same year? What was the real reason Disney dropped the production for Nimona? Is it Kingdom of the Sun or Kingdom in the Sun? Why is Sting so miserable? How many monsters did Godzilla fight? Why do studios in the U.S. think it's okay for them to make Godzilla movies? The Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride were supposed to be connected? Is Crimson Peak just a reincarnation of Guillermo del Toro's The Haunted Mansion? Was Willem Dafoe really going to be a villain in Treasure Planet 2? And what, what is, is a Star, Star War? War? This season, we answer all these questions and more in the fourth season of How Did This Not Get Made? Starting June 17th, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.